I talked last week about having strong faith. And, uh, you know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about how faith works. Faith works in the heart and the, mind, and, and the mouth and the heart. And uh, so uh, this morning we're going to continue on with having strong faith. How many believe faith is important? The Bible says our faith overcomes the world. Amen. In fact, the Bible says, how many, how many knows what Romans 11, 6 says? Romans 11, 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For they that come to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, I ask you if you knew what impossible meant. Y'all know what impossible means? Here's what it means. It cannot be done. It cannot be done. You cannot please God without faith. And without faith, he cannot please you. Huh? So we're a faith people. I know some people like to categorize uh, the church and Christians and, and such as that and say, well, I, I had somebody ask me, are y'all that faith bunch? One time. I said, is there any other kind of bunch? If you're a Christian, you're, the, you're, you're, you're part of the faith bunch. There's not a person in here that's been born again apart from faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's a gift from God. So I'm telling you, you got to understand, faith is very important and so few people operate in it, so few people understand even what it means. I'm talking about believers. I'm saying this because I talk to a lot of believers. And they have no idea of the power that's coming out of that mouth every time they open it. I said they have no idea of the power that's coming out of that mouth every time they open it. It's either going to give uh, uh, submission to the devil or submission to God. Give it, whoever, see, the devil has ears to hear too, and he's looking for just exactly what uh, uh, God's looking for. He's looking for his word, and the devil's looking for your circumstances coming out of your mouth, your feelings and all such as that. Amen? And uh, I remember uh, uh, listening to a guy talking about praying, praying over his son and such as that, and, and uh, he couldn't, wasn't getting no results, getting no results, and getting no results. Nothing was getting better. Nothing was getting better. And finally, he, uh, he, uh, he realized that, Basically, he went to God. God spoke to him and said this because he kept saying certain things over his son. And he kept saying the wrong things over his son. And he kept saying the wrong things and wrong things and wrong things. And he said, God showed him the devil's using your words against you. The devil's using your own words against you. And I'm here to tell you, the devil will use your words because all he has to do is say, God, I'm just doing what they're saying I'm doing. I'm just doing what they're saying because your words are so powerful. That's why we got to guard our mouths. We got to guard our hearts. Amen. So I want to talk about having strong faith this morning. The Bible says in Habakkuk 2.4, the latter part of that says, but the just shall live by his faith. But the just shall live by his faith. It did not say the just shall live by the pastor's faith. It did not say the just shall live by their friend's faith. Thank God we can join faith together and get some results and get and make things happen. But the Bible says that the just shall live by his faith. And I'm telling you, I read this last, last few times. I might as well not quit reading it now. In Hebrews, that, that word shall live, what it means when it says shall live, 
It means this to live. It means to stay alive. It means to be preserved. It means to flourish. It means to enjoy life. It means to live in happiness. It means to breathe. It means to be alive, to be animated. That's lively, vigorous, full of spirit. It means to recover health or live continuously. The just shall live by faith. And so we see that uh, mentioned three other times in the New Testament, in Romans, Galatians, and Hebrews, where it says the just shall live by faith. So God wants His people to know that they can live by faith, and if you live by faith, you're going to live the high standard of life because that's what moves the hand of God is faith. God is a faith God, and I'm telling you, He moves by faith. And Romans 10, 17 says this, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So then faith comes by hearing. The Word of God is the foundation and the strength of your faith. Are you hearing me? It's the foundation and the strength of your faith. You're going to find, listen, your faith is going to be no stronger than the word that you know. I'm going to say it again. Your faith's going to be no stronger than the word that you know. So you got to know the word of God. You got to believe the word of God. You got to trust the word of God because just like we get cow feed, horse feed, dog feed, human feed, we got spirit food. Huh? And that's spirit food. And so we've got to hear the Word of God and not allow the devil to come in and rob us of everything God's trying to do in our lives. Here's why I kind of talked last last Sunday morning about the Word and the power of the Word of God. And I'm going to go to a couple of scriptures real quick and then I'll go to what I want to talk about this morning. Jeremiah 1.12 says this in the Amplified. It says, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my Word to perform it. God's watching over what to perform it? Not your ideas. Not what we think ought to be. He's watching over His Word to perform it. He's watching over His what to perform it? His Word. So you can kind of pretty well figure this out. If we're putting no Word out there, God has nothing to perform. If we're putting no Word out, God has nothing to perform. Now, this is why it's so important. I know some people get aggravated and say, I wish they'd get off that word kick. Listen, you better get on that word kick. I'm telling you something. The devil's running rampant on the earth right now, knowing his time is limited, and he's just got a few more days left to to do his business. So you better get on the word of God and say, listen, devil, I'm going to get the word of God because God will watch over that to perform it. Amen? We don't don't need need to give any more fuel to the devil than, than we have to. Amen. Isaiah 55 says this in verse 10 in the, in the, uh, amplified says, for as the rain come down, for as the rain and snow come down from the heavens and return not there again, but water the earth. I like this and make it bring forth and sprout and make it bring forth and sprout. It says that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect or useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. He said, my word is just like the rain and the snow. You know, we got home from a... Uh, when we got home from uh, Lubbock the other day, you know, I, I, I tried to water around my house and such as that. When we got back after being gone for a while, my grass was withered. It, I mean, it looked horrible. I put a sprinkler on one spot in that yard and I put it on there. And by the time that evening, when, and that evening, it was already green. 
that quick, that water brought life back into that grass. I'm going to tell you, if that, if that water can do that to grass, what can the Word do to you? And what can the Word do to your circumstance and your situation in your life? It can bring life immediately to whatever situation you're dealing with in your life. But you're going to have to speak it out. Why? Because God says, my Word is what I'm going to produce in the earth. Hallelujah. Somebody say, oh my goodness, that's good. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Don't use that excuse, you don't have time. I just ain't got no time preaching. You don't know my busy schedule. Well, I found out that nearly every car has a way to get the word going through it. You can plug your phone in and get it to come on your phone. Huh? I, I was a, Listen to Norval Hayes sitting, I was sitting out, uh, out of our, uh, hotel room in Lubbock sitting out there. There's a pool sitting out there and all. And, uh, it was real nice. The mornings were pretty kind of cool in Lubbock. And so I went out there and I sit and I, I, I turned my phone on to YouTube and I put, pulled up Norval Hayes. And I know a lot of people in this church don't know who Norval Hayes is. I'm telling you what, he was a no nonsense preacher. I can tell you that right now. He could make you mad if you let him. And he was preaching on how to live and not die. How to live and not die. And so I was sitting there listening. I, I had to sit there and listen like this. I, and then I went and bought me some earbuds after that. I got tons of them at the house, but I went and got, but anyway, I was sitting there and he said he wouldn't, and I, I don't, don't dock me for this time, please. And, uh, this is a side trail a little bit. And so, uh, I was sitting there and he, he w- went to this church to preach. And, and when he got there, the pastor said, we got a young man that's dying in the hospital and, and, uh, I, I want you to come with me and let's pray for him. He's a real young man and he's, he's just in hospital dying and, and uh, they give him, he is like one in a, out of several million chances for him to even survive and live. And his breathing was just sporadically, he was just, his breath was leaving him. And, and so he said, sure, I'll go. And so when he got there, they told him, well, you got two minutes. Y'all got two minutes to go in there. And that's all. You got to get out in two minutes. So he said, okay. So they went in there and they prayed for him. He said, I was backing out of the room. The Holy Ghost rose up in my spirit. And he said, you tell that wife, you because t- the wife could say 24-7. She never had to leave the room. He says, you tell that wife that Mark, 1123 will heal her husband if Mark 1123 is obeyed. So he walked over to her. He bent over to her and he said, honey, Mark 1123 can heal your husband if only you will obey Mark 1123. Y'all know what Mark 1123 says. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed to cast sin, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So he coached her a little bit. He said, honey, you say this to your husband. You start saying, Jesus, thank you for healing my husband. My husband will live and not die. And he said, you say it over and you say it over and you said, he said, you said thousands of times. He said, you take a little break every now and then. You sleep a little bit at night. When you wake up, you say, thank you, Jesus, for healing my husband and my husband will live and not die. And he said, you say it over and 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 you say it over. You say it thousands of times. You just keep saying it. You just keep saying it. You just keep saying it. This guy's dying. He's dead. He had a death sentence. The whole family, he said, look back, a bunch of sad sacks. They were just, they're done giving up. Six months, he went back to that church and the pastor said, I got a young man that wants to give a testimony. The man walked up there and gave a testimony. He said, six months ago, I was dying. They gave me no chance to live. And now, today, I'm the youth pastor of this church. It was that young man. 
Norval Hayes said, I want to find out about to that woman. So I went to that woman. I asked her, he said, how many, how, how many, how long did it take for you to see a difference in him from the time you started saying it? She said it took about two and a half days till his breathing got a little bit better. She said, but I didn't quit. But I didn't quit. It's kind of like, how bad do you want it? You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, sometimes we give up too quick. But I'm telling you something, the word works. Why? Because God watches over his word to perform it. We can't give up on the word. You say, well, I said that before, preacher. Well, say it again. And again. And sometimes you need to say it till you believe it. Sometimes you're just working on yourself for a while. Do I really believe this? Listen to me, because when your believer connects with your talker, your tongue, I'm not a real good English in here this morning, but that's all right. When your heart and your mouth connect, things happen. That's how you got born again. See, there's a lot of people, they say they're born again, but they never had a heart and mouth connection. Huh? Thank God we have. I want to go, if you will, to... uh we're just going to go to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. We're talking about strong faith. Strong faith. Everybody say strong faith. We all need to develop strong faith in our lives. Faith, the Bible says, can increase. I said faith can increase. Hallelujah. I like this story right here, but it's going to help you. It's going to help me. It's going to, listen, I never just preach to you. I preach to me, but I like to hear it myself. But I don't want to just preach to me. Verse 5. Matthew 8, 5 says this. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and I'll heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. Listen to what he said. What did he tell Jesus? Only speak what? A word. You don't have to preach a full a message. You don't have to come and declare all kinds of stuff. Just speak a word. Just speak a word, and he said, my servant will be healed. Now listen to me. This was a centurion. He wasn't a Jew. He had no covenant rights. But yet he had confidence in what Jesus said. See, we got to have confidence in what Jesus said. And you say, well, how do I know what he said? We got 66 books in the Bible of what Jesus said or what God said. And so he said, my servant will be healed. He said this, for I also am a man under authority. I have soldiers under me and I say to this one, go. And he goes. And to another, come. And he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. Now, the whole deal about this this particular story in the Bible was this centurion was a soldier, but he was under authority. And he understood authority. 
He understood when they tell me to do something, I do it. If they tell me to go to this city, do this, go that, he said, I just do it. Why? Because of the authority that they have over me by their words or their, their commands that they give, I obey them because of the authority of what they say. I heed the authority of what they say. And he said, not only that, I'm a man in authority. Now listen, every one of you listen to me. You are under authority and you are in authority. I said, you're under authority and you're in authority. We're under the authority of God Almighty. We're children of God. We're servants of the Most High God. And I'm telling you, not only that, but Jesus said, I give you authority on this planet and in this earth. He said this, so he said, I'm a man under authority, but I'm also a man in authority. And I know this, when I say, tell this servant, you do this or you go there, they just do it. Why? Because of my words. Because of what comes out of my mouth, they obey. Because of the words of the people that speak over me, I obey. And because of my obedience to the word, what I want done gets done. By, By the authority of their words, what they want done gets done. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Just like we're under the authority of God's word. And because of what God wants done on the earth, he's given us that authority to do what he wants done on earth. And therefore, he said, what you desire to get done on earth, I give you the authority through words to make some differences in life. And so he said, I'm a man under authority. I understand. Basically, we could just say, I understand authority. I understand authority. Say it with me. I understand authority. Hallelujah. Did you know we're living in a world now that authority means nothing? People don't respect authority no more. They just don't expect it. And so if we can't expect the authorities in the earthly realm, how are we going to expect the, uh, the spiritual authorities? We've got to understand authority. Now listen what Jesus said. I love it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, my goodness, he marveled. Listen to me. We are to have some marveling faith. Something that'll marvel Jesus. Huh? We're to, when we say something, God ought to say, wow, look what just come out of their mouth. And said, oh my, my, what just come out of your mouth? Huh? Listen, I'm preaching some good stuff this morning. We got to understand the word of God. We done read. He said he watches over it to perform it. No word of his is void of power. It's going to work where it's used. Jesus marveled and said to those who follow, surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith not even in Israel, among the Jews. I haven't found this kind of faith even among those who ought to have this kind of faith. He said it come from us Gentile, someone that understood authority. When he, when he, when he, when he, when he says something, he believes it's going to happen. Listen to me. We need to be the same way. When we say something, when we declare something, when we speak the word, we are to believe it's going to come to pass in the name of Jesus. Listen, you don't need to be speaking the word hoping something's going to happen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I sure hope it works, preacher. Well, it, that would be a great thing to say if you had hope in the way it's meant to be. Amen. Hope being great expectation. That's it. That's it. Confident expectation. But most of the time when you hear somebody say, I hope so, it's not with great expectation. It's, I wish it would. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. It's a 50-50 chance that it will. 
Did you know God did not put a 50-50 chance on His Word? He put a 100% chance that it will work. He said there's a 100% guarantee that my Word will work if you work my Word. If you will say my Word, you don't have to sit around and wonder if it's going to work. You are to say, it's working. I sent the Word out. It's working in my body. It's working in my family. It's working in my finances. It's working in my nation. It's working. The Word is working. Why? Because God said it was working. God said He's watching over it to perform it. God said it's happening. So I don't have to sit around and worry all night long. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Did you put the Word on it? Did you speak the Word of God? Then lay your little beady head down on that chair, uh, pillow and you go to sleep and you rest in the name of Jesus knowing that that Word is working and God's watching over it to perform Come on, church. You don't need to toss and turn all night long and say, I wonder what it's going to be like tomorrow. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. Why are the words working? You don't have to stay up all night fretting and, and worrying about something that when God's already making it work out. Huh? We just get up in the morning and say, thank you, God, that every need that we have is being supplied by you. I thank you, Lord, that I'll live and not die and declare the glories of God. My body's lining up with the word of God. My body's just lining up. My body's lining up. Why, for by stripes, I'm healed. Come on, church. Listen, we can't pull back from the word. We got to stay with the word. Is this all right this morning? Is anybody... God wants to do some things in our lives, but he's got to have some word to do it on. Then Jesus said, verse 13, then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that very same hour. I mean, within the hour, his servant was healed. Why? Because Jesus said so. And he believed so. Listen, that's what he said, as you have believed. Did you know Jesus said that to a lot of people in the Bible? According to your faith, be it unto you. As you have believed, so be it unto you. So sometimes if we're not careful, we'll start saying, we'll start pointing fingers at God and say, well, God, you aren't doing what you said you'd do. God says, I've done, done everything I said I'd do. I gave you some instructions to do something yourself. Hallelujah. Can somebody help me a little bit with a better Amen. Come on now. Listen, if things ain't, let me just say this to you. If things ain't working for me right, then I don't need to point at nobody else. I need to look in the mirror and talk to Randy. Huh? Sometimes we want to point at everybody else. Well, if it wasn't for them, if it wasn't that they didn't do this, if this hadn't happened, stuff like, listen, we can't do that. We got to say, listen, I, what am I doing to change this circumstance in this situation? What am I doing to be healed? What am I doing to have my finances changed? What am I doing? Come on, church. We've got to, we've got to start looking back, looking at us and say, what do I need to change? What, what do I need to change in my own life? And I'll tell you what, God's gracious enough to tell you. And then we got to be gracious enough to say, thank you, Lord. I think I'll make a change. Huh? I've had to make a lot of changes in my life. Anybody ever had changes? Well, we all know do. We have done, had to make changes in our life. I mean, our ways don't always please God, but I'm telling you something. He will always be pleased with the word of God, no matter what. 
I'll put it, I, I kind of wrote this down in the, this, this terminology and uh, about the centurion. He said, I do what words tell me to do. My soldiers do what my words tell them to do. And I know that your words will accomplish what you say. See, we got to have faith in the word. We got to have faith in what we say. If that makes any sense to you. Well, I don't have faith in nothing I say. Well, you ought to. You need to say the word with confidence. I know God's with me. He's watching over his word to perform it. Tomorrow's going to, listen, don't, do not, do not base your tomorrow on today. Say, so what does that mean? Listen, no matter what's going on today, tomorrow's better. Or it can be better. See, what you do today will make tomorrow better. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What you do today will make tomorrow better. But you got to do what you need to do today to make tomorrow better for you tomorrow. Jesus in Matthew 6 says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow take care of itself. I'm telling you, he said, you do today what you need to do in preparation for your tomorrow. Hallelujah. So the Word of God causes faith in our lives and strong faith. Has anybody, let me ask you, has anybody ever had a prayer answered? Raise your hand if you have. Well, that's the majority of us. Here's the thing. God still wants to answer them. I told Linda the other day, you know, we need to start hearing some now things. Now, today. I hear people always saying, well, back 20 years ago, I remember when God did something wonderful in my life. Oh, hallelujah. God, it was good. Well, what about now? 20 years ago is gone. 10 years ago is gone. Six months is gone. Last month's gone. We're living right now today. When you get up, we can't. Listen, the Bible says he told the Israelites every morning, you get up and get some fresh manna. You get some fresh bread. You eat that bread today. Listen, God wants to give you something fresh every day of your life. Every day He wants you to have you something fresh and invigorating in your life for nourishment into your life that you get up. Listen, God don't want you getting up dreading tomorrow. He wants you going to bed with great expectation that tomorrow's going to be a blessed day, a great day for me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I don't know what's coming in my hands, but something's coming to me in the name of Jesus. And it's not gloom, despair, and agony. It is the blessings of God that's headed my way because I am blessed and I cannot, shall not, will not be cursed in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I have been delivered from the curse of the law and now I live in the blessings of God. (sighs) Hallelujah. God has got a great tomorrow for you, but He also has a great day for you today. Don't walk out of here and say, well, I made it through that service. I didn't think he's ever going to shut up. <laughs> now, I've been to a few services. I thought that. But he wants us to be empowered. He wants his word to be so mighty in our lives. I want like, here's what Jeremiah says, and I just wrote it down in the Amplified. Jeremiah 23, 9, 20, Jeremiah 23, 29 in the Amplified says this. I like this. Listen to this. Y'all write this down. You need this word. Is not my word like fire 
that consumes all that cannot endure the test, says the Lord. And like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock of most stubborn resistance. Woo! The word's like a hammer. You know, a hammer don't do no good unless it, it, it hits something. Right? <clears throat> a hammer. Did you know the first time you hit something, it sometimes it don't look like nothing's happening? But if you keep hitting that puppy for long, you have completely annihilated it. But you got to understand something. The first impact of that hammer did have an effect on it. Are you hearing me? The first impact had an effect on it. You just might not can see it. And there's other things, Mike, that you can hit in the first time you annihilate it. And the other things, you just got to keep hitting it. You just got to keep hitting it with the word. Keep hitting it with the word. Why? Because it's literally destroying that situation. Whether you can see it or not, the word is working. How do you know, Pastor? Because God said it was. Because God said it was. You keep hitting hitting that sickness. You keep hitting that uh, situation. You keep hitting it with the Word of God. And you keep thanking God for your healing. You keep thinking over and over. Thank you, Lord, that your Word says that by stripes I'm healed. Thank you, Lord, by stripes I'm healed. I thank you that by your stripes I'm healed. I thank you that by your stripes I'm healed. You may not feel no different for days, but all of a sudden, if you stay with it, all of a sudden that sickness just gets annihilated. He said the Word is like a hammer. I like that. The Word's like a hammer. Praise God. The Bible says in 1 John 3, 8. 1 John 3, 8, and I kind of put some, uh, kind of, I didn't add to the word, understand. You're going to know that when I say what I say. It says, for this purpose, the Son of God, or the Word of God, was manifested, that He, the Word, might destroy the works of the devil. The Word, is Jesus the Word? The word was manifested that he might, the word might destroy the works of the devil. Listen, everything, let me say this because some people have a hard time making the, uh, the difference between what's God and what's the devil's because most people say everything's of God. Well, everything's not of God. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above. You know, we, we, uh, uh, we put blame on God for everything. I've had, I had somebody tell me one time, well, the devil, uh, God uses the devil to, to teach you something. I said, he does not. You gotta be kidding me. Huh? I mean, if, 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 if me personally, if, if, if I, if I, if I, if I, if I went and I, I, I took everything Chris had, destroyed everything he had, and I took it away from him, and I said, don't you just love me, Chris? He might smile in my presence and say, mm-hmm, but when he gets out, mm-hmm. Huh? And that's exactly what we say of God. We say God does this. He destroys this. He takes this from you. He does all this. Now you ought to just love God. That's kind of a hard pill to swallow. That God's going to take everything you have to teach you something, but you need to love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Listen, and people do it. But the thing about it is, that's not correct. God is a good God. Jesus himself said the devil comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. But I've come that you might have life and that you may have it in abundance. 
Listen, God loves you. He cares about you. Did you know it hurts God's heart every time the devil steals something from you? Every time the devil takes something from you, it hurts his heart. He don't like that. But he's sitting in heaven. Listen to me. Get what I'm saying. I'm just quit this morning. He's sitting up there and saying, God, I would I, listen to me. You say, well, why don't you do something, God? And this is, this is what people will say. And I've heard people say, I don't understand why God ain't doing nothing. I don't understand why God's not doing something. Why aren't you doing something, God? I'm going to tell you his answer. Can I tell you his answer? I did. Here's his answer. I did. Here's his answer. I did. I sent my son. Put him in the body of a man. I sent him to this earth. To represent me and to be me. Isn't that amazing? I sent him to a cross. I had him hung on a cross. I had him beat beyond measure. They beat him where he didn't resemble a human being. It's what the Bible says. He took stripes on his back. He poured every bit of drop of blood out of his body. And everything that he did was for you. Everything he did was for Linda, myself. Everything that he did for us. And so we said, why, why, when are you going to do something, God? He says, I did. I did. And then he went to hell. The very pits of hell. People have a problem with that, but the Bible teaches it. He went to hell in our place. And then he rose the third day and it's now seated at the right hand of the Father ever making intercession for us. And I'm here to tell you, he's the mediator of a better covenant. And he stands, he's our lawyer, he's an advocate, he's everything that we need right here. And then, then you gotta understand, you gotta hear the words of Jesus. All authority's been given unto me, therefore I send you. With what? That same authority. I give you my name, and at that name, every knee will bow, every tongue confess that I am Lord in the earth, under the earth, and in the heavens above. My name is the greatest name, and in my name, you'll cast out devils. In my name, you'll lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover. In my name, you'll speak with other tongues. In my name, I've done given you everything that you need to live a victorious, prosperous life. Now just use it! Use it! Declare the name. Declare the word. God's not withheld nothing from us. Everything. Like the oldest son in the, in the prodigal story. He says, son, everything I've got's yours. Everything I've got's yours. And you're complaining about a fatted calf. You could have killed that calf anytime you wanted it because it was yours. Everything I have is yours. Everything that pertains to life and godliness, it's yours. It's mine. 
He's not trying to hold anything from us. What we got to do is grab hold of it and lay claims to it and say, that's mine. Kind of like trying to take one of these little suckers from them kids when they start walking out. Try to get it. They'll fight you for it. Why? Because that's mine. You got to be willing to fight the fight of faith for what's yours. The good fight of faith. Jesus said, I'm amazed. I marvel at this faith that a man would say, all you got to do, Jesus, is speak the word. Well, I'm here to tell you all you have to do is speak the word. All you got to do is speak the word and believe what you speak. And watch what God does. When Norval asked that girl, how long did you have to say something before you saw a difference? She said two and a half days he started breathing a little better. A little better. But I'm here to tell you when she started doing it, it was affecting his body. It was affecting his lungs or whatever the issue was with him and never was told what was going on with it. He never said what it was. But the thing about it, it really don't matter what it was. And it don't matter what's going on in your life. I mean, it does matter to you. Don't, I don't, don't take that like I don't care. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm insinuating, it don't matter what it is. The Word of God is the solution. God can take care of it. Listen, I've spoke to my body and seen things change. I've spoke to my body and seen healing in my body. Linda spoke to her, but we spoke to her and seen healing. Listen, we know it works, but it's got to be worked for it to work. Huh? Did you know in order for you to get a paycheck from your job, you have to show up? Unless you just got a great company. I'd like to know about that company because I could work there and still keep pastoring the church. See, the Word of God worketh. And I'm telling you, if you're going to have great faith, it's got to be faith based in the Word of God. Because the strength of your faith is going to be the Word. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for the Word of the living God. You said your Word was medicine to our flesh. And God, it was your word that delivered us from darkness and brought us into light. God, you said we were born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed, the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. God, I thank you for this congregation this morning. God, that there's a stirring in our hearts right now. God, to learn the word and to know the word of God, but not God also to speak the word that your word will be that hammer that we need to annihilate this situation in our lives. God, help us to be people who will study the word. Men and women that's not being ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. God, we declare today that I know this word that was spoken right now is working. It's working in the hearing of every individual this morning. God, it's not just going to go into our ears, it's going to go into our heart and be revel- and become revelation to us. God, that anointing that's on that word is going to come in and destroy every yoke and remove every burden. 
in our lives. We thank you, Father, for loving us so much, for sending us your word, for giving us the Bible, so we can, we can take what was spoken and written and speak it again with the same effect it had when it was first spoken. Oh, we love you today and we thank you today and we give you glory today. Thank you that the power of God's moving in our hearts and our lives right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.